Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk Podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and a true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is our continuation of our draft analysis series, and today we're going to be talking about the Houston Rockets. So the Rockets do not have any picks in this year's draft, but today... We're going to be talking about the chance that they could possibly acquire a late second round pick. So Jalen, looking at some of the players that could be possibly undrafted or drafted late in the second round, what picks do you see or what players do you see the Rockets possibly acquiring? Oh man, dude. Okay. So there's a, there's a couple of routes that they can go, whether they, whether they pay for a second round pick or they pick guys up in undrafted free agency before anybody starts sleeping on undrafted free agents, Lucas Dort of the OKC Thunder was an undrafted free agent, whether he deserved it or not out of Arizona state. And you, you all who are NBA fans that watched the NBA playoffs saw him ball out for 30. So that's that's the type of potential you can get as an undrafted get in a undrafted free agent when put in the proper system. So anybody who is wondering about undrafted free agency or second round picks, this is why we talk about this stuff because there's always diamonds in the rough. You never know. That's the whole point of me and Ryan doing this draft series is because whether they have the first overall pick, a lottery pick, a late first round pick, a second pick or no pick at all. There's always an opportunity for any of these teams to pick up a, an excellent prospect and get a guy into their system that can produce for them on any given day against any given opponent. And that was proven in this, this, past, this past playoffs. Another person that should be taken into consideration, the Heat have a handful, <laughs> and they're in the NBA Finals. Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn were guys who got picked up after the draft, they were not invited to draft day because guess what? They just didn't have the talent. At the moment, they grew into players who are now rotational pieces and primary cogs even on a Miami Heat team that is now in the NBA Finals win, lose, or draw. With that all being said, Ryan, sorry for the tangent, but I just need people to understand understand how important or how valuable getting guys in undrafted free agency or even really late in the second round can be. And that's why we're addressing a team like Houston. That's one of those few cases in our series where they don't have a pick. With that being said, I think they need to address either the power forward center, uh, power forward slash center position or get another scoring guard to come off the bench. Because I feel as though Austin Rivers is a guy who's a little too hot and cold for them. And I feel as though coming off the bench, they need a guy who can give the same kind of punch that a James Harden, that a Russell Westbrook, that a Eric Gordon can give. Maybe not 20 a night off the bench like Lou Will style, but a guy who can give you at least 10 to 15 points off the bench at the guard position. So I think if we're going guard, I think it easily has to be a guy like Marcus Howard or Miles Powell easily. Granted, probably a little undersized for the position. I don't really like them from the defensive end, but that's not what we're talking about, dude. When we talk about Houston, we're talking about buckets, and that's whether they have Mike D'Antoni or not. This team is going to go get it 
They're going to average about 115 to 120 points per game, and they are going to eat off your, off your dinner plate every single night as a scoring offensive juggernaut because they have that kind of backcourt and that kind of offensive explosive ability. At the center position, honestly, you can go real basic here, dude. They just need to replace somebody that is even in the caliber of what Clint Capella was, honestly. I still feel as though the trade for Clint, uh, moving Clint Capella away was a very questionable one that I felt like they did not reap the benefits of come playoff time, particularly against the Lakers, where they just simply looked outmatched in that type of situation. So genuinely, I feel like they can go for a guy who, yes, may be a little undersized for the position at 6'9", but can still fit the small ball center type of build that their team has and get a guy like Caleb Wesson out of Ohio State. 14 points per game, a block per game, 9.3 rebounds per game. Huge for a team like Houston that needs buckets and boards. And he averaged 42% from three, which always looks good in a Houston locker room when you can shoot from behind the arc, and also averaged 44% from the floor itself. I mean, he's a guy who I feel like screams buckets and boards. He can get you about 10 to 15 points per night and get you anywhere between seven to eight rebounds per night at six, nine against small ball centers, guards fours, and still shoot the ball from three relatively well, score within 10 feet, has an overall offensive game. It could be dangerous for a Houston team that doesn't need a ton of help from center, but would like to get at least a little bit of height on the roster. So Miles Powell, Marcus Howard, Michael Wave scores off the bench at guard. Caleb Weston at center would be pretty huge for them because they need the height and they need a guy who has buckets and boards potential. So those are the guys who I'm going to go with. Who do you, who, who's on the mind? Who's on the brain for you, Ryan, in terms of Houston Rocket guys post Mike D'Antoni? Because we're moving into a whole nother realm when we're talking about the Rockets. Honestly, you and I are pretty similar because I think Marcus Howard is a good selection as well. A microwave scorer, like you said, a guy who I think can definitely get some buckets, but I think the only criticism is the fact that he's 5'10". I honestly feel like that really might not be an issue considering considering a lot of positionless basketball. Um, I think a guy like Marcus Howard, who is 5'10", could really fit in a system like the Rockets because – their roster is filled with guys who can score. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Eric Gordon, Daniel House. These guys are scorers. I also like the fact that you brought up Miles Powell because Miles Powell was a scoring machine. I also feel like you have to bring up Peyton Pritchard in that sense, though, because even though Peyton Pritchard is a senior coming out of Oregon, I feel like he's a guy who can give you 15, 20 a night, possibly coming off the bench for a team like the Rockets who need scorers. I have to flip it, though, to the other side where I think they need a center. I think the small ball stuff, I think it's getting old. I don't think it's working. I think they need to just go back to a traditional NBA lineup. With that being said, Caleb Wesson is a guy who I like because a guy who can put up 14, getting a block a game, as well as, I believe you said, nine rebounds a game. Mm Mm-hmm. He is underrated. The fact that some people have him going undrafted is a shame 
honestly, Caleb Wesson is a great player. Now, another guy who may or may not be going undrafted is Reggie Perry out of Mississippi State. These two guys give you height. And the fact that your tallest player was 6'7", Robert Covington, that's not a good sign considering that he was playing center against guys who were seven feet tall like Nikola Jokic and Anthony Davis. You need height on this Rockets team, but you also need guys who can score. Reggie Perry and Caleb Wesson are two guys who can score. And like you said earlier, Caleb Wesson can get boards, but also Reggie Perry can get boards too. Honestly, all you need is either a microwave scorer, like you said, Jalen, or a big guy who is tall and can get boards as well as score. Yeah, man. I think the two names that you mentioned on your own, Peyton, Peyton Pritchard and um and uh, Reggie Perry, dude. I mean, those are I mean, those are elite names too. I mean, I, man, how Peyton Pritchard goes undrafted is beyond me. One of the better guards in the Pac-12, if not the best guard in the Pac-12 this past season. Averaged about twenty points per game. Shot north of thirty-five percent from three. He's a guy who knows how to run the offense. Hits timely baskets. He's a guy who screams, who screams Houston system as a guard in um, coming off the bench. He's a guy who can play within the system. He's a guy who shoots off the off the dribble. He's a guy who can definitely drive. Maybe doesn't finish extremely well through contact, but with the floor so spaced out by all the dangerous guards they have on the team, he's a guy who might be able to get to the rim and get an and one here and there and really open the game up for himself. Another guy like Reggie Perry, who you mentioned, honestly might even be a better version of Caleb Wesson in terms of not only his his age in terms of only being a sophomore at Mississippi State, but in comparison to Caleb Wesson, 6'10 instead of 6'9". A lot more of a traditional center nowadays. 250 pounds. Definitely is going to go be a, a, a down low center. He's going to be an under the basket guy at the next level. Average 17 and 10 at Mississippi State and shot 50% from the floor, which means if this dude is around the basket, he's going to be relatively efficient. I'm not saying he's going to be some kind of, you know, DeAndre Jordan or Andre Drummond level finisher around the rim, but he's a guy who has the kind of physical attributes similar to those guys that makes him dangerous anywhere around the paint. Now, the one thing that concerns me a little bit is that overall, he does turn the ball over a good handful, which means he can get a little flimsy down there, averaged about 2.9 turnovers per game. But he does affect things on the defensive end with nearly a steal a game and of nearly a block and a half per game. So he's not going to be a guy who gives you effort on only one side of the ball, which I think is pretty huge. So I think, honestly, if somehow Reggie Perry goes undrafted, he's a guy who you could plug into this system and he might just be able to eat. Because, yeah, he might not have the type of three-point acumen that a Caleb Wesson has, but he has the type of ability as a big body, which you could not mention more in your version of the take. A big body who can average nearly 18 points per game, gets boards and plays physically up below the rim. It's basically the only thing that Houston doesn't have. They literally have everything else. Robert Covington gives them the three and D wing aspect. They have a superstar guard duo in the backcourt. They have guys that they can rotate through between guys like Daniel House, Eric Gordon, Austin Rivers, even PJ Tucker to a lesser degree that they can give the rock to and get three point shots off and also be able to get baskets timely down the stretch. 
They pretty much just don't have an aggressive or physical big man down low to be able to protect the paint and be able to rim protect. And literally, whether it's Reggie Pe- uh, Perry or Caleb Wesson, I mean, both of them kind of fit the build. So I think if they can get them as undrafted free agents, or even if they got to pay a little dime on the dollar to get them late in the second round, I think it's worth making the move. So I think either one of them are good. Um, To kind of expand on this conversation with Houston, because we understand that it is a little limited with the fact that they literally don't have a pick. Let's take a look at what they did in the playoffs, Ryan, considering the circumstances. Really tough run with OKC, was just barely able to kind of squeak it out. Extremely lopsided shellacking, I'll call it, against the Los Angeles Lakers that looked very um, underwhelming for a team like Houston that had championship aspirations this year, ended up losing their coach in this offseason. Ryan, I guess the first thing to really address with the Rockets is like, who do you think is the best kind of coach to be put into a system like this considering – They're walking in with no draft picks, two superstars, and pretty much a dollar and a dream in the version of their GM who could potentially be on the hot seat after making all these 2K sim moves he's been making. I mean, who is the coach to come in and rectify this franchise considering we've already seen that Doc Rivers is off the books and Mike D'Antoni clearly is already en route to whatever his next job is. I would have to give Ty Lue or Sam Cassell a chance. Honestly, you're coming off of a a coaching staff that has Doc Rivers, a guy who has won a championship and has been to the playoffs. You can get a guy like Ty Lue who has won a championship and he's had finals experience with guys like LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. I mean, you can get a guy like Sam Cassell, again, who's been to the playoffs and he has experience, like I said, considering that these two guys, Lou and Cassell, were on Doc Rivers' coaching staff this past season. So they coached some of the best players in the league. Of course, with Kawhi Leonard, Montres Harrell, Lou Williams, Paul George, just those guys that you've been able to coach. Now if you go into a system like Houston where you have two stars and a solid supporting cast, Honestly, you have something to work with if you're Ty Lue or Sam Cassell. Honestly, I think Ty Lue would be the much preferred coach considering he does actually have head coaching experience with the Cleveland Cavaliers. But if you want to take a chance on Sam Cassell, I don't think I, I would be mad because Cassell is a former player and this league is turning into turning to coaches who are former players. So, Honestly, I think Ty Lue and Sam Cassell aren't bad options. What do you think? Although I think that Ty Lue is kind of off the board in terms of being an available option just because of the fact that I think that there are a lot of other teams that have already made a clamoring at him, starting with, you know, his own backyard in the Clippers, who practically has that job on a silver platter waiting for him at this rate. I think the Sam Cassell idea is another one uh, is another really good idea to take a look at because his name does not get brought up a ton, but this was a this was a double digit year veteran in the NBA. This is a guy who played had an extremely long career and well praised career in the NBA. I think another guy who they could take a look at that's been in talks as of late is Stan Van Gundy. 
Um, granted, he, if you listen to former Magic players, he's a guy who struggled down the stretch when it came big game time to either not beat himself by making too many adjustments or being too committed to certain adjustments in its own right to the point that he never really was able to win the big game when it came to making big time decisions. And unfortunately, it kind of sounds a ton like Mike D'Antoni. But I also feel as though Stan has been in a position to kind of look back on his career as a coach, particularly in his best championship situation with Orlando, and can kind of see a lot of Orlando in the Houston Rockets. I think the biggest thing that's different about them, obviously, is the low low post presence of Dwight Howard, obviously, who was a three-time defensive player of the year and in the MVP candidate uh, was an MVP candidate pretty much the entire time that Stan was there, but they had the same, if not way more significant three-point shooting than that Magic team ever had. And back then they were one of the top three-point shooting teams in the league with guys like Rashard Lewis, Matt Barnes, Vince Carter, JJ Redick, all on that team. And Houston has very similar three-point shooting on their team. Um, so I think he's a guy who could also be considered as well. I think the biggest thing with this team, regardless is the, the, the coach that they pick has to bring defensive acumen to this team. The fact that this is one of the few teams that has a quote unquote defensive coordinator is absolutely hilarious, like hysterical to hear because of the fact that this is a team that played so well defensively down the stretch you know what I mean one of James Harden's brightest moments in this playoffs was a defensive play not the step back three or the the and one down the stretch that we always expect from James Harden it was a timely block on Lugans Dort to help seal the game I think that if the next head coach can bring out the defensive acumen in this team that has the athletes to be a top five defense regardless of small ball or not I think regardless of who that coach is with defensive mind with a defensive mindset this Houston team could come back with a vengeance so I think whether it's Sam Cassell or a guy like Jeff Van Gundy or on a wild card long shot a guy like Ty Lue all if can instill something different in Houston that I feel like they desperately need I just want to ask you something before we get our question before we get to our question of the day for our fans, what are the chances that Houston either hires Mark Jackson or brings back Jeff Van Gundy? I mean, honestly, that's up to them. I mean, to be honest, I wonder about the stigmas of Mark Jackson as being the quote unquote poster child of stepping stool coaches um Houston doesn't want to take steps back they're trying to make steps forward if they wanted to be able to just be a team that makes it to the first or second round they would just have tried their hardest to keep Mike D'Antoni on the books and the stigma associated with Mark Jackson is really that's about as far as people believe he can get a team like them people also believe that Mark Jackson is a player's coach that's more focused on development uh development and uplifting their young talent which is why we saw guys like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson grow within his system so 
for a Houston team that doesn't really need that and already has two established superstars in the backcourt, has a lot of older players on the roster ready to win, I think the stigmas associated with Mark Jackson, unfortunately, kind of hurt his case for a job like Houston. Stan Van Gundy kind of fits the bill to me a little bit more. The questions kind of rely on whether or not he wants to step out the booth. The other thing is whether or not he feels as though there's too much pressure stepping into a win-now environment where Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Rockets, he wants to see results. I mean, that dude is crackhead crazy over wanting to see a championship brought back to Houston. And I don't know if Stan's ready to come out the booth and have that kind of expectation right out the gate. So I think it has to do a lot with the situation at hand. Um, I think Stan has a better has a better chance at the job than Mark does. But at the end of the day, it, I think more than anything, it's going to have to do with what Tillman Fertitta wants the identity of the Houston Rockets to be moving forward with two 31-year-old, ex- super, extremely great superstar guards in his backcourt and a lot of money allocated to these two guys along with a handful of three-point shooters. I think they're just going to have to figure out what their identity is and pick a coach who embodies that to the best of their ability. Honestly, I feel like Jeff Van Gundy or Mark Jackson could probably join this team. I feel like Jeff has a history of coaching the Rockets, and he has a, a history of not only going to the finals with the Knicks, but coaching a team like Houston with Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming, two of the greatest players to ever play for the Houston Rockets. Honestly, I feel like the sky's the limit here for Jeff Van Gundy to honestly take over another superstar duo and possibly take them to the finals. This has been a great episode today on the Hoop Talk Podcast. But before we get to that, let's get to our question of the day for our fans. Who would you like to see coach the Houston Rockets? This has been a great episode today on the Hoop Talk Podcast. Of course, make sure when you subscribe to us on Apple, you rate our podcast five stars and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you guys next episode. Peace.